Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you are listening to the Speaking Of Podcast. Today my guest is a guy named Jock Hiltz from Halifax, Nova Scotia, a good friend of mine. And then uh, my friend Anthony Moore who's been on the show many times and will be on many more times. Today we have an interesting conversation talking about media, talking about social media, uh, digital media, the information age and how it influences everything about our lives right now. Super interesting conversation and I think you're going to enjoy it. So here it is my conversation with Jock and Anthony about the information age and navigating media. Welcome to the Speaking of Podcast. We are back. Uh, it's a podcast that's all about an evolving list of topics, just whatever we want to talk about. And I've got an evolving group of guests who are generally my friends, and that is who is with me here today. I have a familiar face with me here, Anthony Moore, in the, uh, in the studio uh, looking like he's ready to, you, you could you could be on the bridge Hits. of uh, of a yeah some kind of starship. And there is enough, <laughs> there is enough. Hey, Jean Luc, Jean Luc, warp speed. I feel That's like right. I feel like that starship though. It's not it's not clean enough to be part of like the Enterprise. You right. know, this it, is definitely Star Wars land. Yeah, you're in Mandalorian and, uh, territory yeah. there, and it's cluttery enough that it's actually appropriately a studio. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be the guy in the red suit when you go down to the foreign planet. All right. That's right. They never come yes. back. Really? No, they, don't. they don't. The guy in red. I don't I don't watch Star Wars Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. So yeah. I I used to watch uh Next Generation a little bit with my old man every so often. So I got a little bit a uh, little bit of the next gen in me, but beyond that. I believe- I believe those guys were affectionately called the disposable extra extras. Yes, they were. Is always the new guy to the left in the That's... red suit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he? Agent How did he get to go with the captain? Agent Expendable. No, I'm more of yeah. a. Uh, as you know, I'm more of a more of a Star Wars guy. As you know, so. But Jurassic Park. That was T Rex. No, no, that was that was definitely oh, a, your standard Tie Fighter. That's your, uh, that's oh. your so. standard level. I think the Foley level. guy in Universal Studios uses the same sound effects for the T-Rex and the Starfighter. Because that sounded yeah. like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. It, it could very well be. Actually, th- <laughs> those sound effects on the T-Rex for Jurassic Park is intense. Like that, yeah. That'd be fun, actually, to be part of the, the sound Foley guy. team. It's a Foley guy? Yeah. That's what it's called? Foley, yeah. Foley is the sound effects and all that stuff. Generally, when you watch a movie... 90% of the sounds you're hearing have been added in, like footsteps, mm-hmm. door handles, wind blowing, uh, sometimes voices. They get dubbed over in studio because there's too much background noise and they get cut out. So even like sometimes, magic in movies, nothing. Sometimes when you see uh, a dialogue in a movie going on, you see someone's back to to the camera. You can almost tell that's been spoken back in. Overdubbed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great because sometimes their mouth is even, the jaw is not moving. But they say something, yeah, or you'll see it moving, but it's not to the words you're saying. Yes, you, I do uh, yeah. notice that once in a while. Which, hey, you you have some, a keen eye for these things, Jock, and you're my other guest here today, my other friend here today, Mr. Jock Hiltz. Uh, yes. Glad to have you on the pod, my friend, and I hope we can do many more. Even um, with where this discussion, I want to have a, I want to have a discussion with you guys today. Because we've talked about these things before, and I think these are things that um, more and more people, especially believers in the the Western Hemisphere, I, actually, I think this is a global conversation really now, which is which is interesting. But uh, the, I want to have a conversation around um, media, the information age, social media, 
you know, big tech, um, all the the information age conversation um, is a conversation that Christians should have already been having. But I think in the last handful of years and then amplified and magnified in the last few months, mm-hmm. more and more of, a, of the average kind of Christian who's not like a, a media nerd, um, like, uh, like yourself, Jock, in the sense of you, you work in the, the media arts, you, you're, you're involved in that with your day job. Um, and then, you know, Anthony, Anthony's got some background with, with big tech even, you know, so, yeah. but the average person like me who, who's just like out here trying to do their life is starting to feel more alert to the force of nature that is, uh, it's actually not a, not a it's not a unified force the torrent of forces that are the information age and mm. i think more christians are waking up to the fact that um hey what do we do about this cuz you know for me and my journey i go back to you know before, I, I never really took seriously the influence of media or what i'm listening to or watching or the news or even social media when it first came out, I didn't really take that seriously. But then in like the first presidential election with Donald Trump, um, I remember watching that unfold. And li- literally, I'm not I'm not stating any political agenda. I, just as an observer from Canada, which all three of us are Canadians, if we have Americans that are listening or watching, welcome. But as three fairly, you know, as three Canadians, and for myself as I'm watching it as a Canadian unfold, this was the first time that I felt like maybe this growing underlying suspicion that I had of, hey, perhaps the media, especially like the mainstream media, aren't quite 100% above board. And maybe there's some ulterior motives going on. And maybe everything they're telling us isn't exactly true or real. Um, and then I watched it kind of unfold. And even election night, I'm watching CNN. And, I, and I'm listening to, um, you know, well, I should back up. You know, you watched as the primaries were happening with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And every every gate that that guy, you know, passed, he wasn't supposed to. And the and the 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 story that you're getting from the mainstream media, with the exception of Fox News, I'm sure we'll talk about them. But the, actually, Fox weren't even on board with with Trump at first. Yeah. So, so we can we can bump them in there. The story you're getting early on is that this guy doesn't have a chance. This is such a joke, and then over and over again he starts breaking through these barriers. And by the time of the the final night of the election, you know, I start paying attention. I think many of us were, and we're like, okay, there's obviously a pattern here. Maybe he could actually win this thing. And so I'm actually watching mm-hmm. the election unfold, and watching on CNN. And hearing them say things like, well, Trump seems to be leading here and here, but we still have a chance. And I remember actually hearing them say, right. we still have a chance. Yeah. And being like, wait, that's huge. Aren't you the news? What are you talking yep. about? What's this we? Yep. And then and then I'm like, I'm actually rooting for Trump just to see, again, not in, not in the political way at all. And I don't have any intention today in our conversation to get, get political, just observational. I'm rooting for Trump just to see what they do if he wins. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're, the bias of the anchors was absolutely on display. 
It sure was. And the agenda yeah. of CNN, for instance, was absolutely exposed mm-hmm. when Donald Trump won that first election. And I then I remember. Someone, keep going. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I just, I just ahead, wanted Anthony. to. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I, th- I think I recall actually someone mentioning World War Three election night. Like there was yeah. like sensationalism. Sensation. They like literally, they were they were forecasting like the end of the world in short order and i was just like okay wow that's you're saying something here that i'm not sure everybody's listening to because there's lots of people who who believe you and there's lots of people who aren't listening to you but you're saying something here and anybody with like a discerning sort of eye should be going like whoa 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 whoa, wait a second here what's going on right yeah yeah Losing you there a little bit, John. Start to get into yeah. following politics, and I love that we jumped right in there because, oh, oh, uh, you're good, so, you're oh, good, right. good. <laughs> we, got you. we got you. Um, I started following a few years ago because I, I was tired of being the country kid who knew nothing about what was going on in, in politics, and what caught my eye and really made me think, okay, the news isn't necessarily news. Was it was during the I think it was Hurricane Katrina. Was that the one down in New Orleans? Yes, yeah. the devastating hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anderson Cooper was down there doing a, uh, just a, oh, things are horrible. And he's standing in the water, like up to his waist and or up past his waist. And then, <laughs> I kid you not, you can look it up online. He He's talking about dogs are lost and stray and like losing their homes and stuff. And you literally see a dog six feet in front of him walk by in like ankle deep water. And then he walks out of the ditch to pat the dog and then goes back down. And then you can look online. There's photos from his crew of like him crawling back down into the ditch to waist deep water when the water around was like a couple inches deep. And I'm like, if they're willing to lie about that, what are they willing? What else are they willing to lie about? Yeah. And And, uh, it's it's obvious that I mean, and I think I think the average and this really is, I mean, you know, I, I'm coming at this from a pastoral standpoint, and and you guys are both, uh, you know, highly influential, involved believers in King's Church. But then, we're you know we're coming at it with, with a pretty average kind of layperson opinion in in many ways, right. just trying to have a conversation about it. And I think one of the factors we've already said here, and and Jock, you make such a good point, is you know, they're they're angling the story in a certain way, and that that already tells us that there's there's a there's a reason why Anderson Cooper wants to be waist deep in the or chest deep in the water and not ankle deep in the water. That's so, so we, right. and most people yep. already have the assumption that I think maybe we don't think it runs as deep, but most of us assume that, okay, that might be a factor. Then, and then, you know, so Trump gets in and then he starts spinning, you know, cause he's a, he say what you want. And I, and again, I'm not trying to get political here. I want to say, you know, whether you're behind Trump or not, one thing you can't say about that guy, and if you say this about that guy, I, I actually think it says more about you, is that he's stupid. That guy, that guy is schooling people as far as what he wants to see happen um, over yeah. and over again. And so he's flipped the script and leveraged He's actually gone back the other way against the media, like coining things like fake news and and basically just uses that like it's either his response to everything coming at him is it's fake news, it's fake news, it's fake news, which also 
I, I think you're sleeping if you think that that's 100% genuine as well because it's yeah. it's just not. And it's he was he was he was brilliant um because I I believe every blunder he said and all the 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 rhetoric and and the stuff that people hated him for um I think he was very strategic with it because what happened was all through the the preliminaries and all through the the primaries and all through his presidency now literally 110% of the media is Donald Trump and even Hillary's platform Hillary may have won if her platform wasn't based on just trying to discredit Trump if she actually put a platform together that people wanted to vote for but even now it's just they yeah. everything yeah. is just bad mouthing Trump and people aren't people aren't stupid they don't want that like really like yeah. it's it's fun for a couple of minutes to watch it but then it's like you yeah. know we need more than just people who are going to just try to tear someone else down in order to further themselves. And yeah, so and he's judoed that thing, right? Like he's actually yeah, yeah. The, every time every time those pieces go, he flips that in his favor and says, "Ah, oh, there they go again. There's the fake news again." And and I, yeah. I'm not saying whether he like that's right or wrong either. I'm I'm saying that to yeah. say we are all waking up to the fact that there are these things going on and people are using like we're getting caught in the crossfire of political yeah. agendas of uh industrial agendas like 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 economic agendas where you know you have these major media outlets we're getting caught in the crossfire of uh like systemic agendas in that you know Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, are, YouTube are ste- are steering their agenda with the analytics Correct. and with with how they allow their platforms to be used mm-hmm. and so I think we're waking up Well you're up- even seeing now uh, with within that, like Twitter, like I don't know if you guys follow Sean Foyt. Um, yeah, I saw fairly, that. Fairly well known worship yeah. leader. Like he is now getting his posts. Like he's he's really big for going into communities and just with worship, and that's that's his whole thing. And um, and he's now getting his posts of people worshiping and praying for each other are being blocked with statements saying this does not follow the code or conduct of our, our you know of Instagram, etc. And it's like, how is it we're at a stage where peaceful prayer and worship of people coming together in unity is being blocked, but bricks through a window and people being beat in the street and rioting is full forward going like all fair game. And it's like as Christians, that's kind of, that's kind of worrisome. I mean, you're, you're flipping out of just media and into kind of like, dare I say it end times, but like the oppression of the church where here in a free society, the media has the power to kind of drive these type of narratives where like, Worship is being blocked on a public forum, but rioting is not. And it's like, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Some of these ideologies that are um, being not just promoted by, I think, a lot, of, a lot of the agenda of the media, but it's actually being like, it's being, it's being propelled. Like you gotta, I, I hope we start as Christians start waking up. And again, I don't, I don't think I, the answer is... Yeah. We we kind of combat politics with politics. I'm not really that's not really how I think, but I think we at least need to wake up and become aware of, you know, what what is actually happening as you know, you start like like right now, like as of the time we're recording this, you know, there is a movement that it's gone beyond Black Lives Matter and like the statement and the sentiment, which I am all for to there is now a. you know, there's a Black Lives Matter movement and organization that that's a whole different can of worms. And, and what a million they stand, dollar organization, multi million dollar organization and what, and what they stand for. There's some really questionable things for a Christian. 
Um, and there's these agendas anyway, kind of rolling, rolling out away from us where, I mean, you really listen to what is happening. Like um, right now they're protesting. They're saying STEM is racist. That mm-hmm. STEM, like science, technology, engineering, engineering. and mathematics are racist. You're mm-hmm. racist yeah. if you use math. You're racist if you, like, not, not use math, but they're, what they're saying is that these systems that, that are, are promoted to advance science and technology, engineering and mathematics are inherently racist. And, like, yeah. dude, I think, I think we're starting to see, like, we can't just watch that stuff happen and not, like, take notice at very right. least. And yeah. yeah, I think honestly, and I and one of my greatest frustrations, there's a there's a there are actually a lot of frustrations, but like one of the specifically about this uh, is is the the fact of how how many people I, I'm sort of looking at all this stuff going on and I'm like, does everybody does everybody see what's going on? Because I hear a lot of people talk and I go and and, and it's like this when I hear you say use use the the use the touchstone of the eight of the decade right donald trump when you use donald trump and you say and i hear you talk about him i know i know the voices you're listening to i know i can i can make really quick assumptions about what you're listening to whether for or against right i know who you're listening to Mm -hmm. and i can also tell i can also tell people who have a balanced approach whether you're saying well i like certain things and i don't like certain things and that's certainly where i would sort of i would say say i would fall because there's lots and again like from a from a from a governmental from a political i understand that like i want i don't want to it's as easy it is for me to get sucked down into the quagmire of politics i understand that the kingdom and from a godly perspective there's a higher there's a higher calling to that but i also say that i i do think it's important that people wake up and start to critically look at what what voices they're listening to what they actually allow from an information perspective because i think the veil honestly i would love i would love the veil needs to be pulled off for more people that there is an agenda, but between what you're what you're feed, what you're getting fed social media wise, what you're being fed in the news, what you're being fed, you're you're here, you're looking at. I see it all the time. I see slant. I see agenda, both ways. Both. Yes, that's both the ways. Part. Both ways, conservative and liberal. I guess left and right. That actually, that's it's it's actually not conservative and liberal. It's actually left and right. Yes. Um, but from from that perspective, I'm reading slant. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading this idea of like this confirm this thing that's feeding into confirmation bias meaning that if i think a certain way i'm going to automatically look for things that actually feed and validate that certain perspective and worldview yeah maybe i can say it like this to help kind of frame our discussion is i, I and, and this is really why i want, wanted to just have this for anybody who's listening or anybody that's part of my church um or or beyond like the reality of today is um, the imp- so there's there's more information coming at the individual than there ever has been in the history of this planet. Like just there's Correct. more volume, and you, we I think most people are waking up to the fact that we can't just objectively trust the information that is coming at us as neutral, or that there's not something else going on. And so the reality is 
these main information platforms that all of us deal with every day. So you have you have your kind of your mainstream TV and internet media companies um, that are, are they're out there, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the Fox News. They, they're, they're kind of the, the, the ABCs, CBS, these major media conglomerates. That's, that's one of the, the kind of the, the platforms that we have to deal with. And then you, you get into mm-hmm. the Internet component where you have uh, your social media information that's coming at you. You have your Twitter. You have your Facebook. You have your Instagram. You have your, 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 your MySpace <laughs> MySpace. Um, <laughs> MySpace. ICQ is burning MySpace hot. Was canceled. Right. MySpace <laughs> got canceled. Um, you, you, so you have that that platform as well. So we recognize mm. these platforms that we're dealing with. So you have your, your mainstream media, you have your social media, and then you have your like big tech companies that are driving that are are, are way more influential than I think we think they are. Like Google like um, Facebook once again, because they're bigger than just this social media platform. You have mm-hmm. your, your Amazons of the world, um, even Apple, like these, these companies, uh, Microsoft, you have these companies that are really steering um, so much of what's coming at us. They're kind of the, the means. But then behind the means, so here we have the means. Then behind the means, I think what we're coming, we have to come awake to is that these platforms, whether it's the news, whether it's social media, whether it's our, our web browser, these platforms that we oftentimes are under the blind assumption that they're there for our use. Here's the crazy thing I think we're waking up to. We're actually there for their use. Correct. And, and I, think, I think that's the, the, like the subtle shift that I think we need to start to understand is those platforms are, are means or mediums that – Political, economic, and ideological forces are using. They're they're using us with. It's curated information. Yes. Right. It's all and 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 I would argue to some degree it's kind of always been that way. But I think from in today's day and age, I think it's being revealed as such more than ever. Like it's just it's curated and controlled information. Have more access to it. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. And I think in a good way, the internet is in it good and bad because, you know, you only had, you know, 50 years ago, you had three channels and a newspaper, right? So you may only get one perspective on something. Now it's more of a choice. Now, if you're, if you're looking for it, there are other perspectives on the same, like you, we've seen them all, right? We've seen them all. Here's, Here's one picture about a protest that says one thing. Yes. And here's Peaceful one protest. picture from a, from another. Yeah. From another from another source that says exactly the opposite. Right. And we've seen those. Actually, you remember that um, you remember you've seen that clip about the people, the news anchors who are saying, you know, we here at this we value uh, yada, yada, yada. And they go off on this rant and then it turns into like the same speech rehearsed and regurgitated by like a hundred different newscasts. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If, you know what I'm talking yeah, about that one? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah I've was, seen that clip. Yeah. Right. So it, and it pans back and you, all of a sudden it's this chorus of these people regurging the, the same thing. Right. So it's curated and controlled like never before, but you have to be looking for it and you have to sort of be aware of it and to know what you're looking at. And I don't think, I actually think we can no longer afford to actually blindly, 
ingest information without some degree of, of skepticism. I think so. And it's, it's a sad thing to think about that we have to kind of live skeptical like that. But I think that is the world we live in where we are, we are being pushed around by um, agendas that I think a lot of the time we're, we're, we're oblivious to and we're just kind of going along with and we think that it's not really there. And I think the last maybe yeah. few months... You know, I think it's confirmed a lot of our suspicions the last few months for a lot of us, right. like for myself. I, I would never, probably this time last year, I would have never envisioned myself having a conversation like this. I would have said, yeah, let's get out the, uh, let's get out the aluminum foil and make helmets. Oh, and, you know, like <laughs> that's like right. I, if you, uh, if you, and that's the other amazing thing. It's like, if you question kind of the mainstream, you, it, you're automatically coined conspiracy theorists yeah, or correct. tinfoil hat guy. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a free thinker where I'm like, I'm going to look at everything. And like, I love the point you made, Anthony, like uh, 50 years ago, we had three stations that shut off at 9 PM and one newspaper. And so like you would hear, even as a kid, it'd be like, you'd hear one tragedy in the world, maybe once a month, something would come by, there was something in the world happening. Yeah. And now it's like every, every minute you can find something new. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it's with the, uh, the phrase, you probably heard it before. It's um, the world's not actually getting any worse. We're just seeing a lot more of it. And right. our phones have given us the ability to hit every single tragedy as it happens, play by play, regurgitate it over and over yeah. and over again. And it, mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it goes beyond just what we're consuming, but like it affects mental health and it affects because if all you're consuming is doom and gloom, that wears on you. And I think the lockdown sure. period we've gone through has amplified that because all has. we've had were these. Yes. And it's, it's just, expo I think we've just, I think more people are, are aware of it than ever. And you're seeing, like, yeah. seeing a couple of things, you know, like I, I was, I was maybe a little bit suspicious over the last several years. Like I talked to you about just like sort of this, this journey I've been on since watching Trump come into office and be like, wait a minute. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like I remember last year, I don't know if you guys saw that or not. When I, I did a Facebook live, um, last time there was a, uh, federal or no provincial election, I think it was. And mm -hmm. I just went on the record and just said, Hey, here's, here's my conscience as I'm voting. And I, and I talked about um, abortion and I talked about some kind of taboo, you know, maybe right leaning Christian uh, mm -hmm. conversation that needs to ha happen. And three different times that night within the run of an hour that I was on Facebook Live, uh, my audio got just stopped. You know, and like, you know, once I'm one time, I'm like, ah, maybe it's coincidence. But it was like every time I was I was getting into some some taboo zone, you know, and, and again, do I think there's some man behind the behind my computer like like editing? No, but I do think that these platforms are optimized to to keyword, you know, as soon as you say the word abortion or you say the word Trump or like it's, it's right. triggering things. And algorithms, my friend. Yes. Algorithms. Algorithm. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just put my tinfoil hat on. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, you guys want to talk yeah. about flat earth theory? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's another yeah. one. That's not going to yeah. be on the speaking of podcast. No. <laughs> um, um, it, it's interesting, though. I, I, I was doing a little bit of research uh, before coming on here. And I don't know if you remember a few years ago, a picture of Prince, one of the princes. I don't know if it's Harry, the older two. Um, the one yeah, that married Kate. William. William. Uh, um, no, yeah, William. A picture of him came out stepping out of his limo, giving the crowd the finger. Do you guys remember yeah. that picture? Yes. And then that one. another picture surfaced, and he was actually holding out three fingers. And I found out every oh, sugar I get. A, you can't. Uh, I'll send it to you. Maybe yeah. we can throw it in a post. Yeah. But it's just, it really, um, I loved it because there was another one of a picture of a lion holding its cub. And then from the other side, 
it looks like it's biting its head off. And it really does. I think it plays into the, just this whole, um, how, how much power the media has um, and why I think yeah. as, as Christians it's important for us to think bigger, but be aware of what we're listening to, what we're following and how easily we accept what we see yeah. because there's just, there's always two sides. Well, there's usually three sides of the story, you know, your side, my side, then in the, the middle, truth, there's the truth yeah. somewhere. Yep. And, um, it's just, it's just you really, said, really, you said, I think we underestimate the power. Yeah. Go that's, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. You said like the power of the media. So there's, there's the power, yeah. the power of these platforms. First off, I think it needs to be talked about. And then the power of the controlling principles behind or principalities even behind, uh, these platforms but you know you have for instance anytime there's an authoritative voice coming through an authoritative platform it causes us to to assume they're telling us the truth but i mean we just watch and it's interesting because i think this happens in canadian politics too it's just we get more actually inundated again for our american friends who are listening uh yeah. you know we get inundated with more american you know yeah. mainstream news media than we do can- everything canadian uh, Canada's got it. Canada got it. It's got its. Uh, Putin? It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, Lenin, isn't it? Uh, Lenin. Uh, John? John. John yeah. or or yeah or Vladimir. Vladimir, Vladimir Lenin. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get in today with a lot. But anyway, we just saw. Like I saw this two weeks ago. Uh, Anthony Fauci, the spokesperson, as the COVID thing's gone on with uh, you know to to the United States with. How they're tackling it? He's their kind of medical authority, you know. He's our, he's their, uh, he's their Jennifer Russell for New Brunswick. We have uh, Dr. Jennifer Russell. Everybody's got their spokesperson. They're, they, you know, we got Dr. Strand. Dr. Strand. Oh, it's yeah. almost as cool as Dr. Strange. He's he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. So yeah, our, our, ours has been great too. And I think Anthony Fauci is a good guy from what I can tell. But um, you know, so he's on record saying. Um, you know, now we encourage you to buy and wear masks when you go out in public. And he said, we told you, you know, at first that it wasn't necessary to wear a mask, be, quote, because there was a mask shortage and we wanted to ensure that there was going to be enough for medical workers. So literally, he's on record saying we as the governing authority gave you misinformation in that we told you it wasn't necessary to wear a mask, which that's false information, and he said it was, so that you would behave a certain way. You would not go out and buy all the masks so that medical yeah. medical workers wouldn't get them. And, like, totally that true. should, like, make your hair stand up a little bit. I know. I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't it- disagree with the intention. Like, let's, yeah, medical, my wife's, my, my, my wife's a nurse. I want her... To have yeah. that stuff before me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that's not the problem with this. The problem with this is there's a clear indication or a clear instance of the government and the authoritative voices that are coming at us on major platforms telling us misinformation in order to control our behavior. Correct. Yeah. And we don't, we should be aware of how calculated that is. 100%. Like we, don't, we don't even think the, 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 the intentionality of even probably like every word or at least every phrase of how that's worded right knowing literally knowing that this reporter is going to take this a certain way and this reporter is going to take this another way right yeah and i think this this comes into like advertising um yeah advertising is an industry that 
companies spend. It's a billion dollar industry that is super effective. And I remember at one point in my life where I'm like, and I think we all do it, even with you know everything that's going on in the media, we accept the fact that the media is powerful, the media controls narrative, the media has X, Y, and Z, but I'm smart enough not to get caught up into it. I can oh, see past yeah. it. We have that yeah. that self complex, and I remember, as a, yeah. And with advertising, I noticed it. With like, remember the Wish Book? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was ma- that was mainstream media before the internet, the and like Sears we're like, Wish oh, advertising. Catalog. Yeah, yeah. But like, how many hours did you spend circling and pining over yep. the different mm-hmm. items that were strategically laid out in in different orders? And even now, it's like Instagram ads and like yep. the power of suggestion, mm-hmm. like. Brent, you throw a photo up if you got a new pair of Air Maxes on. I'm like, dang, hey. I, probably, I think I need a new pair of mine. Are looking a little scuzzy. I think and it's that like, goes the other way usually. <laughs> I see your Air Max, and I'm like, hey, I should get a new pair. But I mean, it's like it's like now you see like the Instagram ads, and I yes. don't know how many things I've bought from mm-hmm. Instagram ads just because I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's cheap, and that's I actually was I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, or or here's or, the crazy thing. Let's get yeah. the let's get the tinfoil hats on. Yeah, uh, I, know. I said Air Max to my friends and, you know, I would not be surprised if on this thing this afternoon, yeah. I see a sponsored ad showing me Air Max shoes because we yeah. had this conversation and this friggin' thing is listening to me constantly. Yeah. I know. Again, put the hats on because we're <laughs> but we've all. It's listened, true, though. I, Let's not. And that's yeah. true. No, that's one example think, that everyone's experienced. But it happens infrequently enough that it gives you enough. I think they have it tweaked. A, ben, a so little that, bit of a doubt. Yeah, a little bit of no. Yeah, and it happens so crazy. infrequently enough. Like it doesn't happen like every day. It probably happens yeah. like once every whatever X number of days yep. where you go, hey, that's weird. Or you might not notice it. Or at least it's go, you go, huh, what yep. a coincidence. Yeah. And then just leave it at that. Right. So listen, trust me, I've tried. I've tried to set like to to set it up so that it would do it and it wouldn't do it. I, it happens. But it happens over and over again. Yeah. So I, I was in a hardware the, store. Yeah, go for oh, it. Go ahead. No, I, I, was, I was in a hardware store and I was looking at this. I was only looking at it. It was this uh, desktop or not desktop, a uh, patio top uh, propane fireplace that was Bluetooth controlled. It had a little you can control it Bluetooth wise. Oh, I just walked by and I looked at it and I said, that's cool. And I kept walking on by. Oh, Literally no. that afternoon, I scrolled through my phone. It's an ad for that particular. No. So, yeah. And I, I think in that instance, it was actually. <laughs> I think in that instance, it was actually. They had the Bluetooth. <laughs> no, 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 guys. For real. I'm being honest here. Serious. It was the weirdest. <laughs> but no. That one actually had like a Bluetooth transmitter because um, yeah. spitting out information so that you could actually tag onto it with your phone and control it. But it picked it up and it got the ad. And the first thing when I opened up my browser was an ad for that, that actual model. Yes. I'm like, that's how it works. And I mean, I it's yeah. stores are getting wise like that too. And like they're, that whole concept of, you know, harvesting our, that's not even uh, sounds sinful hat worthy, but like <laughs> tracking our, our keystrokes and where we go, because yeah. you see it, you, you search something. It's Christmas is really bad because you search something for your spouse. And then next time they go on the computer, it's like ads and ads and ads for it on the sidebar. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, that's just simple analytics and, and algorithms tracking keystrokes for advertising. But at the yep. same time, it's like, is that an invasion of proper of privacy? And it's like, that's the power that the media has. Like it, yes. we, we let it into our house. Every time we say yes to the terms and agreements, 
Right, that we don't read. And and I'm not really proposing yeah. that we start. I'm they're, just I think the biggest thing They're eighty is, pages for a reason. <laughs> for real. For real. Probably we've probably signed yeah. our lives away hundreds of times at this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I just think yeah. it's important that like if this conversation does nothing for us other than says like, you know what? It's we're not crazy to have these thoughts because yeah, I we've everybody listening's experienced some version of I literally was having a conversation about that just the other day or just this afternoon. And now on mm-hmm. my computer or on my phone, I have an advertisement coming at me. And so yep. we, we've identified that we, we know that the, that the government and authoritative voices utilize media to, to influence at very least. I'll, I'll hedge on the word control, but influence behavior. Mm-hmm. We know that is happening. We also know unequivocally that with, with, with this stuff that uh, companies are capitalizing on our movements. They Mm -hmm. absolutely are. They are paying for information uh, that every time you punch something into Google uh, of interest, it's, it's sending companies information on like, this is what, this is what Salesforce does, right? Mm -hmm. Like like, million dollar industry. Yeah. I mean, I have a a good friend, actually one of our, one of our pastors, uh, our pastor of our PEI location, we should have him on this next time. He used to work for Radiant Six, who sold themselves. So they sold to Salesforce, and that was all. That it was it was optimizing Twitter information to find. I think to find like sales habits of yeah. your of your target audience, and like yeah. that's what they're mining information literally. Mm-hmm. And so we know that's happening. And and yeah. I think the third thing we can identify: so controlling or influencing behavior. They're capitalizing on our movements, and then the the other component is they're monetizing attention. Right. Like that's what the news are doing. You know, Mm -hmm. that 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 analogy, like there's a reason why I think I said this in a sermon last month. Like it seems like if it seems like it's mostly bad and critical news, it is. That's that's all they're saying. Like if you go on CNN, everything is breaking news. Everything is hyper alert. Everything is bold black and bold red letters because. Human beings, and I think I said this in my message, I, I heard a cool, I think it was on the uh, Freakonomics radio show. They were talking about how, you know, and, and again, I'm not trying to crack open a conversation about, you know, do we believe in six literal days or, or evolution and all that. I don't really care for our purposes today. But they, it, was, it was from the, per, from the perspective of an, of an evolutionary biologist saying human beings have been conditioned, you know, the, the, the fight or flight you know, mechanism in every human being has conditioned us to pay attention to threats. Like that is why you can't help. And we all know this to be true. If I insult you, that's what you're going to go to bed thinking about tonight. Not the 10, 20, 30 compliments you had. You're going to think about that one negative thing. Yeah. This is why the comment section in Facebook is so popular. Right. Someone says something wrong on the internet. I got to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, that, that's a, that's something that's deep in our DNA is I need to focus or I can't help but focus on the threat. And yep. you, if you don't think that the mainstream news, which is a business, yep. aren't catering everything to your fears, mm-hmm. I think I think you, I think you need to wake up to that. Well, f- well, fear sells, and that's just bottom line. Like you said, news, news outlets, media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all your favorite ones, they're a business. And businesses are about their bottom line, profit margins, and and that's it. It's it's gone are the days of unadulterated truth and mm-hmm. facts is 
twice. Like in the old Spider-Man movie uh, cartoons, it's like Peter Parker, you get out there and you get me a real picture of Spider-Man. This one won't do. <laughs> those those days are gone. It's like those days are gone. It's like we get a blurry image that can be narrated in some way. That's being sold as the truth, and it's yep. because that's what sells. And we have, I think, this is where also it's so important for us as Christians to view everything back to the Bible. And I think yes. like through the word of God and mm-hmm. really because with this, this whole social justice thing coming in and yep. emotionalism and feelings coming in. And let's be honest, we, we like to hear stories that fit our personal narrative where it's like, this is my, my convictions lie. This is what I have passion and, and a uh, heart for. I'm going to, that's going to draw my attention. And I think that's why as Christians, we need to be like, so, especially in these times, so we're, based and yes. everything gets filtered through the cross yeah. and through the scripture um so that what we hear and what we filter through what we see is getting caught there rather than oh that's really bad that person should have done that get rid of that and just jumping yeah. on that bandwagon of, of whatever the movement is there's something that you're saying there jock and i think i think one of the things is that we as specifically specifically as christians need to be aware of what our heart is doing because there definitely is this they way that it's like it's it's cancel culture right mm-hmm. like if you you guys if hear- i see someone if i see something someone doing something and uh someone disagrees with them and someone says they're a bad person yeah then not only do, not only are they a bad person but everybody who agrees with them or tries to support them is now a bad person yeah and that's not kingdom that's actually not kingdom and oh, i could disagree mentality. With them. if i if i dis i can disagree with them but if i start to hate them yeah then that's bad yeah right if i start yeah. to hate them and i actually start to treat them differently not as it's the same honestly it's the same thing it's like it's like it's it's all over the place it's like uh it's like the the cancel culture is is as destructive as racism, right? Like it yeah, 100%. is, it is, it very much is from a kingdom perspective when you like it's evil and it's demonic in nature. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's absolutely something that as Christians need to be vigilant and mindful of that. If I, if my heart starts, like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm conservative and I see, uh, you know, some, somebody on the left is painted in a negative light and everybody who supports them, right. Whoever that might be is, I, I, there is, there is something that wants me to hate them mm-hmm. and go the other way around. If I'm liberal and I see Trump supporters and all of those people and I, and I denigrate them and I start to see them as the enemy, that's not kingdom either. Yeah. Right. So it's like this thing that divides and seeks to not only are you a bad person, but everyone who supports you. And that's, that's a narrative that's actually being sold largely on, on, you could you could find that on either either side of the of the yeah. media, uh, either side of the ideological media. Yeah, I think I heard a go quote, ahead. Oh, I said I heard a quote um, a while ago, and I love it. And uh, and it comes back to really why as Christians we need to get saw get a foundation, a stronger foundation in the Word and through what the Word of God says versus what we feel, what our heart mm-hmm. says. Because the, the quote I heard, I loved it. It said, if I had a friend that treated me the way my feelings treat me, I wouldn't want anything to do with them. Because our wow. feelings, you guys know what it's like, where it's like yeah. one day you could be at the top of the world Bullies. and in two hours you're in the basement pit feeling yeah. like everything's falling apart. And it's like your feelings ride the 
yep. roller coaster of life or of what we consume. Like, oh, I'm just going to go on my phone for two minutes. <sighs> yeah. Next right. thing, an hour goes by, and then you walk away feeling like, you know, that's the end of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I heard it um, said that that feelings make great servants but terrible masters. Mm. Yes. I think we need we we get that flipped a lot of times. We do, we do, and I think that's you know slipping into church culture and carnal Christianity and in, in even even the Instagram world of how things look is an indication of how things actually are. Um, it's so driven by just heart warm feelings, and if if that is in place, then then I'm good as a Christian. Things are good as a society. My church is doing well. Our numbers are up. Everyone's fine. Have you seen her Instagram account? The photos are amazing. So what do we do when we look where we're going somewhere? We check out how good does their social media look? Because that's to us, that's an indication of how good the service is actually going to be. And it's, um, it's really, I think that's a, a topic that I would love to talk about um, media within yes. the church. If we shift gears a little bit. Yeah, let's let's get there. I want to do two more steps before we're done. We need to, yeah. we need, we'll land the plane yeah. here shortly. But first thing is yeah. like, okay, we've we've only scratched the surface, but we've at least sort of pricked the bubble of yeah. this this problem that we all face. It's just a it's a problem, and it is a it is a reality that we all need to figure out how to navigate. And yeah. the only way to to escape it, escaping it, is in an answer. Because the yeah. only way you're going to escape it is if you go off grid, and I mean off yeah. grid, like that. And then you'd you're... be really, then you'd be really putting the hat. Exactly. Sure would. But then, then yeah. how do you make disciples of nations if you're the only one on the island? We can't go. Come we, on, we come can't. on. Yeah, we come can't. On. We can't. So, you, I mean, you, you, you can't even if you're not a Christian. Re- realistically, like none of us want to give up the Our lifestyle. Comforts. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, um, but as a Christian, especially, we're called to beyond comfort to mission, and so, so flight is not an option. Um, you know, the, yeah. the silver or the, the tinfoil helmet's not going to help us here. So how, nope. but what, what mindset is like, I guess, like, how do we, I guess a couple, like a couple of things to talk about is like, how do we, for the person that maybe is just like listening and this is the first time they've ever thought about it, maybe even at, at this sort of low level. Um, again, we're not getting too deep into the rabbit hole here, but um, how do we navigate the fact that you basically can't trust anything coming at you for what it is. Yeah. You pretty much I, uh, have to read into everything. Yeah. And I like, and I, I think the biggest thing is just understanding how much power that the media can, how much influence that, that what we consume period can have on you, whether it's a, a newspaper ad for a pair of sneakers on sale, or if it's a deep, political debate coming at you, uh, you know, pre-election, like there's power there. And I had a client, I um, delivered a, it was a project, delivered it to them and they came back and they're like, it's just not hitting me. Like something's wrong. Like basically I'm, I'm, I'm not digging it. And wow. I'm like, okay. So I went back and all I did was change the song. Literally took the track out. It was just like a highlight music for, video. Type yeah. For of thing. our listeners that, that don't yeah. know, Jock, Jock creates videos, works, works in media. Yeah. Awesome, a production awesome company. Stuff, and, yeah. and I get to do a lot of fun stuff like that. But, yeah. um, this client, all I did was I changed the song. Literally no imagery changed. Nothing. It's just a different song. And Boom. she called me up in tears. Like, this is it. And like, she's bawling through this, through this production. And all it was was a song change. And it's like, that's the influence. And that's how emotionally yes. attached it. And as a creator, 
that's kind of like the power. And I think even like from a church as a pastor, especially now that we're online and it's a bigger scope, it's like, that's the power we have of like, that's the emotional control. And I think that's a responsibility that you as a, as a, the face of a church that speaks live, it's like, how do we navigate authenticity versus emotionalism and not leveraging extra lights and extra sounds and extra whatnot to push emotionalism to make you think you're actually encountering God or you're actually experiencing something real versus emotions being tickled. If like the, the reality is you can't, you can't trust what's coming at you because of the intentions of who sent it. And you can't trust what's in you and your ability to objectively receive it. And I think like that's, that's the, that's the kind of, you know, quandary or conundrum of all of this is like yeah. you, you, you're subjective with your emotions and your own filters mm-hmm. and the yeah. information coming at you is, is, is subjective in their own, their own filters and their own reasons. And so I think the, the thing that you make a great point, Jock, about like the church, not only taking responsibility for the fact that we, we are using these forces too. And, and like, even from a communication standpoint, like there's a reason why, we bring the music, we bring the, the soft piano in at the end of a message. Like, yeah. and that's not necessarily bad. It's just a in thing. In and of itself, it's no, not it's bad. No, it's not. Nope. It's, it's just a thing that you need to be aware of. And I think my job as a pastor and our job as part of King's Church or, or any Christian for that matter is like, my job as a pastor is not to tell you what to think. It's to teach you how to think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, to, it's to, I want to be able to equip my church and equip us as people to be able to think biblically to think critically, to think with the mind of Christ and to be able to yep. navigate these things for themselves. Like, like mm-hmm. I think there's too much coming at people to, you know, like things are too complicated and too, too like crazy to yeah. just say, well, what does pastor Brent think? Or what is, what does so-and-so think? I, I, I think we need to learn yep. how Jesus thinks and how, yep. to, how and to I think this is, biblically. yeah. And I think this is again, coming back. Like it, it always seems so cliche to say, as a Christian, go back to the Bible. What does the Bible say? Because that's what you're inundated with as a kid. But really, those are the fundamentals that it's the only way you're going to stay navigated through this. And you think about it, it's like you start going through uh, uh, love your God with all your heart, all your soul. Yeah, if you yeah. if you do that in and of itself, you start establishing self-worth. You start establishing identity and who you are mm-hmm. in Christ. Then you start loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. You, then those two alone are would I I I would put money on would remedy ninety five percent of this chaos that we're experiencing. Yes, in society, just establishing yourself in Christ and who you are, and then loving each other as you love yourself and as God loves them and loves you. Yeah, like th- those two key points would shift everything. Um, huge. Can I just can I just read this? This is this is the one place place I landed on today. Just sort of thinking about it was I just want to read Philippians 4, 7, and 8. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And 8 says, finally, so related but not necessarily, you know, it's related. Uh, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Mm. whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things and i'm like that that is that is the foundation and i just even even as i'm saying that i feel like a shift you know even out of tinfoil hats melting away out of the tension of like our conversation because 
I think even what you're saying, Brent, is that what you were saying earlier is that we don't, we can't control. There are certain things that we can't control. Yeah. What we can control yes. is how is the gate, right? right. We can yeah. allow, we can say, nope, not today. I'm not, I'm not listening to this, right? Because right. I know what it does to me. I know how it makes me feel. It makes me depressed. It makes me angry. It makes me whatever. And I was just, I, I remember, like, I think it was, it wasn't that long ago. It was in the last week I sent, uh, I think I said Brent and Dan a text and said, I had to, I had to turn off social media at like nine o'clock this morning because I, it was just too much for me. And I know, that, and it's not, it's not, I don't know. It's just, I yeah. gotta be willing to admit my own vulnerabilities. Cause yep. I have things that I feel strongly about. And when I see conflict and I see it not going that way, it, it, it weighs on me. What? So yeah. read the start of that verse again, Andy, Anthony, um, uh, like it says, it says, let, let the peace of Christ guard your hearts and minds. It says, and the peace of God, uh, yeah. which surpasses all understanding will guard we'll your guard hearts your... and your mind in, in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a yieldedness though. We have to have to yeah. allow that to happen. I think that For that's, sure. that's the power of recognizing these forces that are going on. And like, you're under the influence all the time. The question is of what, of who, Correct. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting point, uh, uh, Anthony, where you're like at nine o'clock, you had to stop looking. I went through that same two or three weeks ago. I was in this where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to get off social media because mm-hmm. I love it. I love those political rabbit holes. I love going down. Your the meme hat game, area. If you don't more... follow Jock Hiltz on Instagram, uh, your, <laughs> your meme game is on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> It is. I've not given up that element of social media, but it's same thing. It's like you literally, what do we do? We wake up, we reach for our phone to check the time. And then we flip open our favorite uh, social media news outlet and see what's happening. And literally that starts the, the, the tone of our day. It really does. And, and again, flipping back to a cliche thing that one of our Christian uncles would have said when we were a kid, start your day off on the right foot consume the word, um, spend time with God. Like it's, it's, it's so simple. Like you hear terms like the simple gospel. It's like, it really is that simple just to fill your mind with light versus chaos and your day will be accordingly. And it's, I I think that's really the key for us navigating this world of, of influence and and media and power and and everything is just, again, being founded in what we say we are. And I think this is uh, one of those, you, you know, separating the sheep from the goats. We're coming into times where it's like there's right. going to be a separation and there's going to be people who get it and there's going to be people who get swept up in it. And yeah. it's, it's harsh to say, but I think it's, it's um, happening in the church already. I think I yeah, think I right now it's getting harder and harder to straddle, you know, the the. Sanitarian line. Yeah, Sanitarian? it really is. is. I think I think people are having to choose. OK, you know what? Um I, I can't I can't have a foot in both camps and I need to I need to stand on the word and stand on so like I'm going to yield myself yeah. to what what the authority of the word says what Jesus has to say or I'm not and I think it's getting harder and harder to to like align the yeah. you know 21st yeah. century Western culture with the the culture of the kingdom and the value system of the kingdom and I think it's a good thing it's, these conversations yeah, are causing us to have to say you know what there's there's an there's an increasing gap between uh, the reality of the kingdom and the reality of the kingdoms of this world. And, you know, the, the Bible tells us that the enemy is the ruler of the power of the air, you know, mm-hmm. like that the, these, these systems that you and I, the, the air we breathe, like the, the media systems and like these, the, the, these are not under the ultimate control of 
Jesus. The the cool thing though is we still have as of today freedom to access these platforms and you know, yes, I do think there's some steering and optimization for censorship. Agendas. We'll say we'll, yes. We'll I've, I've it there. It, I've had it done to me, but mm-hmm. there's still uh, we still have a voice, and um, you know, I can choose that Jesus has has control of what's here yes. and what's here and what's coming out of here. Yes, and yep. and I think that's that's the thing we need to realize is this could be a very discouraging discussion um, if all, if we just left it at. You yeah. know, we're basically screwed because we have no control over our everything over, you look at is trying to control you Yeah, over <laughs> over everything that's coming at you. You have no control yeah. over it, and you can't trust your own ability and your feelings. You can't trust yeah. your feelings in it. And so that could be very discouraging or it could be, again, that gap could say, you know what? This sets me free. I'm going to stop trying to to dissect this thing yeah. and control this thing. And I'm yeah. just going to yield myself yeah. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter if it sounds right or feels right. I'm going to actually lean into a biblical worldview, and I'm going to try to filter the information coming at me through the mind of Christ. That's why it's important to read your Bible. That's why it's important to yeah. educate. Like I love, People throw that, oh, you need to educate yourself language around. Like, you know, yes, I would. I would encourage somebody to – not just assume that what the one conversation you have with one person is is authoritative. You need to do some digging to get any semblance of truth out there. But uh, realize even our educational institutions are, you know, are shaping are shaping the yes. the dialogue. They're shaping the the agendas. They're shaping the culture, and so. I think this is the time for the church more than ever. We should be Bible scholars, man. Like you should yeah, know no. your Bible. You should have yeah. that. You should have it in your mind and on your lips and in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like we should just have it all the time. And I, I think one of one of my big heart, one of the big things for for our church moving forward is like I, I don't want us to be biblical hillbillies, like yeah. like in that like in the uneducated. Like I don't want us to be you know, the, the clampets of biblical yeah. education. Like we, we, yeah. I want my kids to know the word. I need to know the yes. word. I want our church to know the word. And cause that's the only hope that you really have on maintaining your mind. A hundred percent. And especially in now churches have been, have gone online. The lockdown has really accelerated that, but we've had, you know, everyone follows their favorite uh, Christian leader, worship leader, pastor, whatever, whatever. And we have to realize that even if we're hearing our favorite pastor speaking to us, not just to take every word they say as gospel. It's like, it's, it's important for us to have our, have our own relationship yeah. with Christ, our own study where it's like, we're not just being nourished by what people say and spit us because they're wrong. People are, people are people and people get it wrong. Right. And I'm not saying they're wrong all the time by any means. I've gotten some really amazing gems and life shaping times in my life through other people's teachings, but it's like, make sure that what someone says doesn't become your gospel because yeah, that's right. a dangerous spot to be in. Right. And be very careful. Be very careful what comes up first when you Google something, you know, like I've, yeah. I've had many, many people, um, you know, message me about this church or that church or this Christian leader or that Christian leader. And you can find, man, you've got to learn how to dig a little bit, but the biggest takeaway, and you guys, I think I've said this from the pulpit, you know, don't take my word for it. 
Don't mm-hmm. take my word for it. Like if you just come in here, I, I hope you can trust me. I hope you can assume that I've done my due diligence. But at the end of the day, you need to you need to learn how to read the scripture. You need to learn how to allow the Spirit of God in real time to to speak to you, and 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 not just assume that the voice that you're hearing from the pulpit or from the uh, the the news anchor or whatever it is 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 steering you it's the right. pastor you have to yeah you have to yeah. learn how to think for yourself and that, and that that's one benefit beautiful benefit of this time though is i think you know if we think about our kids we all have young it's exposing kids. a lot and it's highlighting yeah well, we we all have young you kids though and i think i think we have the opportunity right now to raise a generation i mean the three of us, we are in that interesting season of we're old enough to remember pre-internet, mm-hmm. yep. but we're young enough to be fully immersed in it. Yeah, and uh, and we're parents of young children, which adds a completely different dynamic. It which, does. Um, and like my wife and I, we are so intentional. We have one one seven year old who is all about media he's all about energy and running and just having fun and it's like our main goal is we make sure that periodically through the day we have touchstones with time touch 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 points points. with him where we instill the word with him we instill listening to god and asking him what he's hearing and even if it's like right now it's like buddy what do you want to pray for what are you thankful for well i'm thankful for my switch and my ninja turtles i'm thankful for like yeah, buddy, that's awesome. Have, build that grateful heart. Build that foundation. Yeah, um, right. Even if it is, that's what a seven year old thinks about. Yeah, that's yeah. what's that's what's important to a seven year old. But we had a night um, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you're like me with parents. You feel like you're failing every corner you take. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like fighting bad. They're fighting me back at me on everything I say, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we had one night where we were still awake and we hear the footsteps run across the house, and he, our little guy jumped in the bed. And he's He's panicked, and if you know my son, nothing spooks him, nothing rattles him. Like he's 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 a rock, but he was shaken. And we're like, "Buddy, are you sick? Do you feel bad? Did you have a bad dream?" And all he said was, "Mommy, Daddy, pray for me." And we're like, "Okay, buddy, we'll pray." He's like, "Pray louder, Daddy. Pray louder, Mommy." Wow. And we're like, "Oh, okay." He's like, then he's like, "Pray in tongues." And we're like, "Oh my oh, gosh!" Wow. And then he started praying in tongues, and I'm like, "We're like, what is going on?" Like it was this this was this intense night, but. The thing that stuck out to me the most was in this moment of fear. We're not even sure what it was, if it was a dream or if it was just an upset stomach or if there was something that spooked him yeah. Yeah, in, in his room on the spiritual level. We're not yeah. sure. But in this moment, when you feel like a failing parent, this was a moment where in a time of true need for the seven-year-old, his instincts were to run to his parents and pray. Mm-hmm. And that was such a win for us as a parent, so as parents because we're like, okay, that foundation is being established where it's like, yeah, he's not going to run to the world. He's not going to run to whatever he's coming to us and for prayer for in a time of need. And yeah. as parents, we we're slipping off media a little bit, but at the same time we have to build that foundation so that they navigate this world of constant, constant access. Like yeah. if you get internet access, you can go anywhere and ads yeah. and everything. Like we have to raise our kids to navigate this world. Cause it's, let's be honest. What, what you saw late night TV and CBC growing up is tame and mild compared to what you have accessible now on YouTube. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how do we, t- we can't block our kids. We can't shelter we can't. them and bubble them, but we can raise them up to know what's right, what's wrong, that inner discernment to navigate through these 
junk that's yeah. trying to basically catch your attention. And it, all of it is is trying to catch your attention, yeah. to build a viewership, build followers. And what did you say earlier, Brent, about um, monetar- monetizing yeah, it's, on time? It's, it's mon- on monetizing attention. It's a mon- attention. monetizing exactly. attention. Yeah. And even on YouTube, it used to be how many views did you get? Now they've switched their analytics to your airtime, your runtime, your viewership. So you have a 10-minute video. They've only watched 30 seconds versus nine minutes. The view means nothing. It's your viewership, right. the, the, the attention time. Yeah. And um, I think the important point you made there, Jock, and I think this is a good place to sort of start coming in for a landing, is, you know, and it's, it's probably even more helpful for us to think about our kids in this or even someone who's listening, you know, we we can't avoid this. We can't run away from it. And I'm not serving my kids by, you know, and I'm I'm not opposed I'm not opposed to to homeschooling or private school or any of that. But I'm not I'm not serving my kids if I if the way that I deal with this is to try to insulate them. Yeah, I I do think there's a there's a level of protection and the timing and all that, and we as parents need to f- figure that yeah. stuff out. But but the reality is I have I have a 12 year old daughter who's in middle school. She goes to public school. And I have wrestled very hard with sending her to private Christian school. And so far, we've, we've kept her. And we, there may come a time where we decide to, to, it's best for her and best for us to move her out. I'm not opposed to it at all. In fact, I'm very open to it. But we have still decided to, to keep her in there because guess what? She's going to, whether it's in middle school or high school or it's, it's when she graduates, she has to live in this world too. And mm-hmm. I, need to fig, I need to not shelter her. I need to educate her in how to think. I need yeah. to teach her how to think like you're, you're teaching, you know, your, your son, how to respond and what to do with st- stuff that's beyond me, right? You're teaching him yeah. how to think. And I, I've got to, you know, I think for parents out there, or if you're not a parent, just like we all have to take a deep breath, realize some of this stuff for what it is, and then start, start navigating through it and doing the work yeah. of yeah. having those conversations. I ha- you know, when it's, and what, and, what better time to do it than when you're actually living with them, yeah. right? Rather, rather than punting it off to yeah. when, you know, yeah. I'm just... They totally. turn 13, they can go to youth group, and the youth group is going to raise them up with a foundation oh, to boy. make it through the Christianity. Or, or 18, and they move out of the house, and they're left to navigate these decisions. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then the first... could have been walking through with them when they were younger, right? Yeah. I can't afford my daughter to, for the first time, to learn... like. If the first time she's ever dealt with any type of critical thinking or like critical theory, which that's a whole other conversation we should have sometime, but like yeah. I, I the if the first time she deals with that is when she goes to university, I have failed her because right. she is going to be overwhelmed with the with the perceived power of that, and if I haven't given her the tools to build up her theology and her worldview um, mm-hmm. in a way that allows her to take the pieces out and look at it and ask tough questions like. The whole thing's going to come, you know, and how many parents have dealt with their their kids who, as soon as they hit university, they just went hog wild, Christian kids yeah. that went nuts because they weren't, they just, they they weren't equipped to deal with the yeah. the conversations that were coming at them. And yeah, so for me, I'm being not, told I'm, no was the only parenting they had and complete yes. sheltering and then rebellion strikes. And so, we all know the, that's why pastor's kids, unfortunately, there's a bad rap for being a PK. Um, how many times have you heard that? Not that it's the, you know, the statement, it's sorry that not yeah. that it's a, it's a rule, but it's like, we all know PKs who in the youth group tend to be the ones <laughs> that yeah, the, the bad that, ones, the instigators. Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, I'm trying to hit, and those. that has many, many, many layers to it. 
I'm trying to hit those conversations with my kids head on and, and, yeah. you know, and each one's different. You know, I have, again, I have a 12 year old daughter, so I'm talking to her like about the things she's hearing and, and steering it. And, yeah. you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, they're obviously every public school is going to be a product of ideologies that are important to the governing authorities. And so right now, you know, you, there's a lot of things that my daughter's being taught that I don't, I don't sign off on. So, you know, when I drop her off at school over over the pride flag, you know, a crosswalk, I, 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 I've had those conversations where there's like, here, OK, here's what I think about that. I yeah. you know what we're for. I, like I tell her things like we're Christians. And so here's how we think it's, yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm not for pride in, you yeah. know, like pride is a bad word to us. Pride is pride is the root of sin. And so yeah. but you know what we are for, honey, I say like. We are for people being treated fairly. We are for people being loved no matter what. We are for no one should be bullied. It should be safe. So I try to help her delineate and go right into the belly of the beast because you know what? Like that's not all bad and it's not all good. We actually have to deal with the complexity of reality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's hard work. But that's yeah. the, that's the task of parenting. That's the task of being a believer is we have yeah. to deal with the, this is complex and we have to learn how to think and navigate. Yeah, and it's only getting more complex and more immersive and more interactive and more accessible. And it's just more. It's just yeah. Yeah, supply and demand. And the ones who don't run away from the conversation will be the ones who actually produce health and produce life. Because, again, like I could run away from a conversation and I might be okay myself, but my kids will suffer because of it. Yeah. Right. They'll be unprepared for it. So if I'm if I'm the more I'm like if I'm presented with something where I don't know the answer to it and I go research and find information and find like a godly perspective on it, then I'd be able to sort of help my kids with that, give them that lens and that filter. Then then I've created something. Then I've actually done something that's that has the potential to produce life, you know, months, yes. years, decades down the road. And if you prayerfully, if we as parents or even as individuals, I know we've got like single people and people who have, who have kids who are listening today. Like if we, if we can humbly invite the Lord into this process, he will actually help us. Like, it's not like he's just like given us his Bible and said, Hey, figure it out. Like the Holy yep, spirit yep. is an active agent in this. Like in my parenting, for instance, the only, the only way that uh, the Holy Spirit won't help me is if I'm not if I'm not engaging if I disengage. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if I'm engaging and like God, this is bigger. I, if, with fear and trembling, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is like the X factor in my parenting and in the, the like having conversations with my daughter or my my ten year old son uh, that I'm not even able to have at a heart level, you know. But my job as the as the parent is to again just engage. Like you, you've already done the work with your son, right? He knew yeah. my parents know how to pray. I've, yeah. I've felt that feeling being around my parents praying. Like, like that's yeah. the stuff we have to engage. Mm-hmm. And I think the spirit is the X factor in all this. Like he is, you know, the word is yes. The, it's the logos, the written word. It's also the rhema that they, God is living and moving and active. The word is a lamp to my feet, which means and a light to my path. It's moving. And mm-hmm. God has the answers for how we can navigate this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's obviously the, the, the big X factor that we need to lean on, but we have to, we have to engage. We just can't, the church has got to wake. Let me preach. The church has got to wake up and yeah. stand yeah. up and rise up and open their eyes and, and open, open our mouths 
and not be bullied by the culture, not be bullied by media, not be bullied by our feelings or relationships, but to stand up and say, hey, here's what the word mm-hmm. of God has to say, and I'm going to yeah. do that. And I, I think, no, yeah. Say, yeah, 100%. And it's um, we do need to take a stand. Days of being passive, just kind of consumer Christians are gone. And like you look at Peter. When he went into the taken to court for preaching in the uh, for preaching out in the court square, mm. um, basically they're like, "Well, we can't kill him; they'll riot." But let's beat him up and forbid him to do it again. And what's he doing the next day? He's back out yep. preaching in the court square, and it's—I mean, it sounds. Oh, that's old. That's not. That's just. Uh, uh, no, we're not like that. And it's like, no, there's a boldness there that yeah. we need to have, that we need to stand on, and um, like I mean here we are in COVID times where things are locked down and church is illegal really. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's interesting because we're praying for revival and an acts to church and we're praying for all this stuff, but it's like, like okay, church is illegal. Just like an acts Two. <laughs> like how is Christians do we respond? How do we navigate forward this? How do we preach the gospel? When we don't have a building to go to. What is our faith built on listening to a preacher on Sunday morning right. and then waiting till the next Sunday. No, it's like, it's our responsibility. Our walk with God is our responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and there's a time to step up. It's a hundred percent agree. Yeah. It's, it, um, it's here. And and I think for us to like, it, we, I think we should take a deep breath and step in and with courage, but also with expectation that like God's behind this more than yeah. anything. Like, mm-hmm. like, like he's allowing this to happen. And we, like this is if you if you read Acts two, you know things were pretty good at the end of Acts chapter two. The Holy yeah. Spirit fell. Three thousand were added day one. Another couple thousand day two. Yeah. Uh, and it says like the the Christians. It says like they everyone spoke well of them and the, all of their needs were met. That was, yeah. it was like <laughs> you want Acts to end there. Yeah. yeah please. But then well, as soon as they three, go outside, yeah. they're mocked and yeah, jeered the, the and thrown rocks at. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next the next chapter is and then a wave of persecution happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what you know, so on the one hand, the Christians are like, "Oh crap!" You know, what? How do we escape this? But that's not actually the purpose of God. And it was actually, you know, uh, through martyrdom, more people became Christians. And not only that, that mobilized the church. It got them out of Jerusalem. It made them yep, go to Samaria sure and to the ends of the earth. Sure and, and like, there's a mobilization that's happening right now, and it, and it's not geographical. It's ideological, and it's happening, and it's digital. And it's happening yep. all over the world. And, and mm-hmm. this is the exciting thing is like, I, I do believe there's going to be a, let's just get, let's just get weird for a minute. I do believe in an end times har- harvest. No, not that kind yeah. of weird. Ishad Aboka, <laughs> weird. I, 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 I'm saying like, I do think there is an end time harvest coming. And I do think yeah. that if I look at the cultural climate, I think that, that, uh, it's, it's laid out for it because this is the mm-hmm. first time ever that, that there's. Yes, there's more fractures and fragments, but there's also more potential for unity. And like, you know, our kids are going to there's a generation growing up that's like, I need something authoritative because I don't trust the authorities that I've tried. Like they've they've all burned me, you know, the school systems burned me and the government's burned me and and Twitter's burned me. And like, I think there's just a rising tide of people saying, give me an authority that's older than me and, and long lasting and enduring and powerful. And I think this is the moment for, for the church to rise up and say, Hey, this thing we're standing on, it it was here before we were here and it'll be here after, you know? And it's not just an ideology either. It's results, it's fruit, it's actually power, it's transformation, right? Like how many of us have like, gosh, like over and over, you know, in, 
that we hear stories of absolute things that you just can't make up, right? Like lives absolutely turned on their head, headed for destruction and death, right? Flipped around and now it's life. And Mm -hmm. just like there's healed lives, there's restored relationships, there's healed bodies, there's healed minds. Mm -hmm. There's all of these things, right? And, and it's like all the, we don't have to get into all the nuances of what that is, but it's absolutely something that is like, if you will open up your heart and let, let the, the gospel in, right? I don't know if anybody's who's listening is not a believer, but if you let you, if you let the gospel in, if you let Jesus come in, he absolutely transforms and changes everything about you, your outlook on life, the the details of the life he's cares, he's with you. And so it's just not just, it is an, it, it is, there is a, I don't know. I, I kind of use ideology as a bad word, but it is, it is an ideology, but it's way more than that. The gospel totally. is way bigger than just an ideology. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's bring it in for a landing here, guys. This has been a super, uh, just interesting conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should do it again. I think we should probably have I round think- two. Um, yeah. Can we go off topic here for a second? Yeah. I, well, I was just going to make sure that Jock oh. told everybody that make sure you get your news at Fox yeah. News and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, since you mentioned Fox, um, uh, I, I tend to watch them all because I want to know what all angles are being said. And then I try to dig do into the a sto- yeah. Try to do the math. Triangulate yeah, where do. exactly I, the I truth totally is. I totally do. I read them all. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It's good. It's healthy. Yeah. And uh, I think it was uh, Steve Crowder, a uh, conservative commentary that stand-up comedian as well but he's like the the difference is with fox news their their stances were a conservative right standing news outlet we support trump and the difference with like with cnn is they they establish themselves as i we are unbiased down the center news we don't take one leaning or the other we just bring straight Mm -hmm. news but if you watch it it's It's hilarious obvious Oh my gosh! Yeah, like I don't care what what your what your stance it is. Just be honest about where you're coming from. And like with Fox, it's like you know they're conservative, you know they support Trump, but they don't try to hide it. Yes. Don't come at me saying you're unbiased, but then everything you show is completely biased. Yeah. And uh, and that's why I love getting into the commentary people in the world again. That's a rabbit hole that yeah. Save for another topic, but I mean, I, I think it is safe to say like CNN is unbelievable. Like they'll they'll. They're gonna. I guess they're gonna stab you in the back with their left ideology, and yeah. Fox News will get you right, right between the eyes oh, with their right, with their the, right hook. Right like you're leading. Um, there. That that's probably the extremes, and then yeah. you know, as far as the mainstream ones, and then yeah. you kind of start doing the math. But honestly, I don't trust any of them um, at no, all. And I enjoy I, them all, but I don't trust any of them. Oh, but just for because I think there's still probably going to be some viewers who are still kind of like, nope, these guys are actually the most honest of them all. And, and, um, but like with CNN, just recently, this is one that you guys see Trump walk down that ramp. Have you seen that story? Oh, yeah, where he heard slips, a little bit about it. Where he yeah. slipped. Yeah. So it's it basically he's walking down this steel ramp and, uh, he's walking slowly. The dude's 70 and he's wearing leather bottom shoes walking down a steel ramp. And so he's like shuffling down. And then four feet by the end, he just kind of runs down. That is what made head news headlines that day was, He's losing his mind. His his head's going. Um, he's you know cognitive abilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But literally the day before, or within hours before, within the week, he had signed I don't know a half a dozen to a dozen or whatever the number was bills fighting sex trafficking, and there was silence 
on the left media. Yeah. Nothing about it. But he, he slowly walks down a ramp. It's three days of headlines based on how incompetent the leader is. And like, these are the little things I'm yeah, going to my end note is don't believe the news, but like, listen to what they're saying. See if there's contradictories, mm-hmm. like yeah. what's important, what's actually going on and what are they focusing on? Are they focusing on the truth or discrediting someone's character? And I mean, that's where it comes back to filtering through the word. It's like, People are God's creation. We have to look at it from that point. If all you're taking in is someone discrediting and belittling and and tearing people down to something down, chances are you're not hearing truth, but you're definitely not hearing gospel. And it's definitely not going to be edifying to you right. or the body or yeah. your well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to say something. Okay, bring oh, it. Bring I need it. to hear it. I've got, the, jo- I've got the final song on here, but bring it. Jock, you've changed. It's fine. Jock, you've changed my life. <laughs> Coffee. Today or oh, coffee. Coffee, coffee <laughs> is a thing in my life. And my wife hates it. I, I remember that night. It was anyway. That'll be another that's, podcast. That's my, that's my, coffee. You, yeah, that's my parting thought. We should yeah. get do the coffee snob. You should you should do coffee snobbery for for the layperson for dummies for people like me. And it, it you it's Jock's I would the, love to do a full session on. John has the like the it's in a, it's he basically that like the Walter White Breaking Bad beakers and stuff yes. that he, he and he's, he opens up a big steel case and like brings it up. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's like I have a bombproof flight is, case for all my coffee gear when chemist. I travel. Right. No joke. He's a chemist. He even has like the, the apron like Walter White in the, yep. the tidy whiteies. And, the, <laughs> and I make it in my underwear. I yeah. do not wear clothes when I make coffee. It's essential. There can be zero contamination from That's outside right. fabrics. There you, go. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can never be too cautious when you make good coffee and notice this last 30 seconds discredit everything i said over the last hour (laughs) thank you guys that was fun we'll do this thank you for having us on we'll do do a round two of this discussion because i think we just started scratching the surface hey thanks for tuning in today everybody hope you enjoyed my conversation with jock and anthony look if you haven't already i'd love it if you'd subscribe to this podcast on youtube or itunes or spotify or wherever it is you listen and do me one better i'd love it if you'd leave a good review and share this for someone else to enjoy we'll see you next time